Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 150, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say officially Ugh. off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, oh, fuck, fuck Fox News, fuck, fuck Rush God, Limbaugh, fuck on. Buck Sexton, fuck Bye. Ben Shapiro, hey. fuck Tucker Carlson. I feel like Buck Sexton is uh, punching above his weight on that I think list. we're giving him too giving much him air. way too I'm much like, credit. Who the fuck is fuck Buck? Buck Sexton? We're not gonna say fuck Buck Sexton anymore. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Worth Sorry, the Buck. Buck. Uh, we'll William. find some other racist. Wherever will we find one? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna have to do a lot of research. Uh, it's Thursday, September 10th, 2020. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka Dubahaha. It's the do that I choose when I'm choosing my drink. <laughs> do ba ha ha. It's the only Mountain Dew that Jacoby drinks. Do ba ha 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 That sweet drink. I love it like no beverage before. That is courtesy of Chrissy Yamaguchi, man. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Come on, share the virus, baby. You got COVID. Guidelines can't control the people any longer. Feel the need for social distance getting stronger. You're asymptomatic, but you're getting COVID. Creep. All right. So shout out to Malicious Bish on Twitter for that wonderful Miami Sound Machine Gloria Stefan inspired aka the Got shoulder game was on point malicious i mean i wish fish. i had like one of those ruffled know. shirts you know what i mean like to fully give you the cuban <laughs> pete vibe yeah you know yeah I mean? that was dope uh, but yeah so yeah I, also shout out to yamaguchi man for that fuji la remix yeah yeah is that the uh, one at the end of that song is the skit where they're at the chinese restaurant i don't know actually i was Which just i actually just watched the uh to get the song in my head i watched the video that's a great video it's like oh, yeah. steal a steal Woo! a suitcase and then we run used to away. be number 10 now yeah. we're permanent one in the battle last month <laughs> Woo! what a man album, i'm man. old Holy baby shit. the score y'all y'all fuck with hip-hop i feel like that's one of those ones that like 20 year olds might rediscover pretty soon and be oh like, yeah. yo this is actually pretty yeah good. <laughs> if they're if they're hitting like nevermind like right. album cover t-shirts yeah, now like they need to that get means the they're in 93 we you know this now we permanently won uh well we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat mm, mm. uh by one of the funniest comedians to ever do it he is yeah. the hilarious the talented Rory Scova. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, those uh, those songs were were very on point, and oh, the execution. So I got nervous. My palms were sweating as you guys were even singing. I was yeah. like, "That's a lot of pressure." So here we go, Rory. What's your so, song? What do you I got in at number three? As, as you guys were singing it, I was like, "Oh shit, should I have a song ready?" I know. We like to do your exercise. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you have five minutes to make up your song. You have no exactly five. <laughs> clock How are you now. doing, man? I'm you good. Have, you yeah. guys are very kind with that introduction. I very, very much appreciate that. Um, well, true we fans. used to be big fans. Now you have joined the podcasting world, so uh, we're competitors. I know. Uh, yeah. yeah, such a the landscape. It's vicious <laughs> out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rory, I'm going to pull uh, some old tapes from some of your old material. And let's just talk uh, through that right shit. now. Shit. Uh, <laughs> it's our new gotcha fuck. podcast. With uh, um, Speaking of problematic, uh, don't, don't, don't. Oh, do I love, man. No, it's so great to have you on. I Like I said before, it's, you know, every now and then we get, you know, with 
people who I've been really uh, big admirers of. So personally, I'm just you know excited to have you here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you are what? What's your podcast called? So the... I've got uh, two, which I did not. Uh, someone who has my work ethic uh, should only have maybe half of a podcast. <laughs> uh, but I do pen pals with Daniel Van Kirk, friend of the show. You yeah, guys yeah. Uh, know him. And then uh, we just launched uh, Dads, the podcast. Uh, I do that with Ruthie Wyatt on Team Coco. Yeah, uh, it's nice. uh, it's crazy. Um, I, I <laughs> it's not what I thought I'd be doing. I'm very very lazy, uh, but <laughs> it's happening and it's fun. What do you mean lazy in what sense? Like if you feel like for a, something that is se- seemingly as easy to do a podcast, you feel like you'd be doing more or what? I think I'm just about? lazy because I uh, when I'm home, I'm just home, and I think in my head, I'm always like, well, when I go on the road or you know doing stand up, that's when right. I'm like working, and I I don't think even when podcasts started to to really get going which is like feels like what 12 years ago something like that <laughs> I, feel, right. I think that might be right. right uh even then i was like oh i like these i can't see myself doing it because i don't i just don't see myself that way but i will say the more that you guest on shows and the more you see how other people do it you start to it, it takes being with fun people who know how to do a podcast to make your brain go oh fuck a podcast would be a lot of fun yeah, to do yeah, yeah. so luckily you know and obviously you guys have had tremendous success but also, uh, working with someone like Daniel on Pen Pals, like that dude. That dude I, is. I think the he has best. 17 podcasts, actually. I, he is, yeah. He's a lot. <laughs> many, many, many. <laughs> so, While, like, I don't know if he has permits be... for all those podcasts, <laughs> right? actually. Yeah, we, we have to bring that up, you know? <laughs> We're not the podcast police, but. I, but and, and all at the same time, like, he just manages to be, like, one of the nicest guys, too. So great. Yeah. 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 I was like, how are you. I would be stressed out, I feel like, if I was traveling and doing so much. And, like, we had a live show in Chicago, and he was in L.A., and he's like, I think I can come out there and make it. I like you guys. I'll just <laughs> yeah. do a live show, and, yeah, let's do that. And I'm like, damn. I know. You. Damn, Daniel. Come and Did you see someone do that? Yeah, that's freedom. When someone goes, yeah, I'll get on a plane, you're like, that's freedom. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then made me drink Malort. So, yeah, shout, yeah. Out, to, oh, shout out to the city oh, of Chicago. Because it's a whole vibe, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yes, apparently. The Lord is. is a vibe, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, all right, Shout Rory, out to that Zyke King member. I'm sorry. I keep <laughs> talking about this. Fun. You tagged our show, our live show, and you're, we were drink, I was drinking Malort, and, it, and you wrote, whoever this user was, Malort is a whole vibe, I guess. And I just can't stop talking <laughs> about something this. something about that phrasing that yeah. uh, really got it's us. The we've, I guess really just wraps yeah. it up beautifully. We've been, <laughs> we've been saying that to each other ever since. So. <laughs> that everything's a vibe, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Non-committal vibe, vibe I guess. confirmation. Yeah, non-committal. <laughs> Maybe it's cool to say this, but if it's not, I'm only guessing. <laughs> yeah, it's also not cool. Me on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Rory, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners just a couple of things we're talking about. Uh, there's a new Bob Woodward book coming mm. at you uh, with some hot Trump, uh, <laughs> you know, behind-the-scenes info that Bob Woodward was sitting on for the past like year while people were dying. but So that's all. We'll, we'll call it six months to be nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the sky is dark orange now, uh, so that's just an update for everybody. It's a new thing. A GOP staffer told a woman that she dies because she's poor, basically, that like that's just how it works. It was, yeah, it was remarkable, honestly. Truth and comedy, you know, truth and uh-huh. comedy. Yeah. Uh, L.A. has canceled Halloween. Oh, not me, 
they can't stop me, <laughs> yeah. bro. I mean, they can technically <laughs> not because me. of because of what it did, because they of what t- it said. <laughs> it's right. canceled. It's out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How, even holidays. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's next? I mean, Fourth of did, July. We did. Oh, can't. No. First they came for Christmas. Now they came for Halloween. Oh my God. It does put a whole new spin on War on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, and there's a Borat sequel coming. So we're going to uh, say my wife with our whole bodies at some point during the show. <laughs> uh, but first, Rory, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Uh, if I'm, a, a, you guys want honesty, it's mm-hmm. 2020. I think, uh, the age of Aquarius, it's where we're, <laughs> we're entering it or it's just around the corner. My search history, honestly, it's, it's, it's not even such a search as it is me just going straight to the, the bar and, and typing in tube porn stars.com. If I'm, if I'm honest, <laughs> tube, tube porn, porn stars, stars? Tube. what's that? Tube porn stars, just porn, just a porn site. Why that Tube one? Porn. That seems very obscure. You know Is there what? something different about it? Here's what makes me, th- here's where, where I, uh, kind of off brand porn. Where guy. my brain goes, I, look, I need off brand. <laughs> I need people you haven't heard of. I need people yeah. you haven't seen on Entourage. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I don't know because I started thinking, why do I go to that site? And I, I I realized it. Have you ever talked to friends who go, "Hey, what porn sites do you go to?" Maybe you guys are like, "Look, we don't talk about uh, porn this in depth." But Jack barred me from talking to him about it. When I I'm, way too in I'm into it, so I I say, "Where what porn sites do you go to looking for for different porn sites?" And honestly, to see how they're laid out, I love good web design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I don't know why someone threw that one at me, and I and I went to it, and it just seems like it's you know really compact and organized. Really. <laughs> like the UI, <laughs> the UI is great. Yeah, great UX UI design. I mean, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times they'll just throw a bunch of things at you. So many thumbnails. Yeah. It just but, uh, seems like but outside, a... outside of that boringness, it, it, genuine search history is uh, like camping gear because my family was intending to go camping, so that's not as fun. That's that's been like the one thing though that has been on fire in terms of sales is outdoor equipment. Whoa, yeah, and, and literally on fire. To <laughs> literally can't happen. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the outdoors. Is, but um, yeah, it's yeah. like I know so many people have bought bought tents and shit that they don't they aren't gonna use, but yeah. bought them like early on. And be like, yeah, you know what? Like maybe more of an outdoor lifestyle is what I need. Mm. And then it's like in the box still. We bought yeah. we bought so much. We've set. We were supposed to go this weekend. We bought so much. We set it all up. We made sure everything worked. And then we got an email that we can't go to the campsite. So we've bagged it, uh, and we're just gonna have it. But I, the great thing about camping equipment is that you kind of can just use that equipment forever because you never it, like. That's the one industry where they're like, "Oh, you don't have the latest thing. You've never needed the latest thing no. right. in camping. You can t- whatever gets you by." I have a sleeping like, bag. Point. I have a sleeping bag that I use from 1995, exactly. and it's just as good. <laughs> it's just yeah. All, I've had it since I was a fucking child, <laughs> yeah, and right. I've just never been able to like bring myself to buy a sleeping bag. Like I've gone camping too, and they're like, "It's cold," and I'm like, "I'm pretty sure my Camp Five Sports Chalet brand." <laughs> Igloo, whatever the fuck, is uh, fine for the chalet. Northern California. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? That's why I wore a full <laughs> fucking sweatsuit in it, and I was okay. But yeah, like when you look at the prices, shit, you're like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> right. Got myself in towels. What is something you think is overrated, Rory? Um, wedding cake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
I went through some pictures recently. I saw my wife and I's wedding cake. My grandmother made it. It's absolutely delicious. Nothing fancy, no frills. I think people waste a lot of money on on wedding decor in general. You know, maybe mm. weddings. I don't know. But definitely wedding cake. That's yeah. an expense people don't need. Yeah. What, what kind of cake was it? It you was just your regular white cake, white mm-hmm. frosting. Mm-hmm. But she used to have a bakery and oh. knows how to make such great cake. And like she... She really was like, I want to make my grandson's wedding cake. And when I was like, so happy. She makes amazing yeah. cake. And also, that is so expensive. Yeah. For no reason. A lot of times you get to a wedding, they're like, this cake costs this much. And you bite into it, you're like, it tastes like oh, shit. Dude, gives you're it. like, yeah. it's all fucking fondant. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, fondant. yeah, that's not cake. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm not eating a bunch of fondant. Yeah. Fuck I watch that. Great British Baking Show. Yeah. This is not cake. Give me a nice creme anglaise or something on Thank top of there. You. Something nice. Is Was it multi-tiered? You know what I? I think we had two. I remember from the picture. Just enough two to feed tiers, everybody. I think. But yeah. my grandmother's smart. She made all these boxes where people would just grab a little square of cake. They could eat it with their hands. She was oh. like, "Here's the cake. You guys do the cake cutting thing." But then over here, it's like you don't got to wait for people to cut a cake. Just come over and grab a square. They're ready to go. I always get anxiety for when there's cake at weddings because, like, I really feel like I have to eat it. Like, I'm like, "Damn, you paid all this money for me to be yes. a guest." Like, the least I could do is just eat this like three thousand calorie slice of sugar. Is- <laughs> but I get stressed out because there's so much fucking cake, and I'm like, "How are y'all gonna get through this?" I guess. But I'll are just you vape up in the bathroom and get high and come back and eat this three cake or pieces? Shit. Yeah, I I have the opposite. I no matter when anyone's serving cake, I'm always like, "But is there enough?" And I always do. I always try to do the thing, you know, where like you're waiting. like, "Ah, you know, serve everybody. I'll go last." You know, you try to do like the gentlemanly thing and in the back right. of your head you're just like there better be fucking cake when I and then you <laughs> it's a wedding you look and you're like oh there's 17 more tiers of cake <laughs> left we're gonna be fine Jack how are your cakes for your wedding uh, they were pretty good not a lot of fondant uh, good, I think good. fondant <laughs> is really the it's cheating I, I actually am replacing Buck Sexton with fondant fuck fondant okay. we're gonna yeah. open, open wow, the show okay. with yeah. Uh, yeah it's just baking uh, twitter's gonna come for you I know yeah, yeah. Because They're like, you're not going to be able to get the nice look without it. It's, I know it doesn't taste the best, but it's integral we'll part survive. of the construction of the cake. We'll survive. Yeah, we'll be okay. Um, what is something you think uh, is uh, underrated, Roy? Ah, uh, shit. What is underrated? Golf apparel. Golf apparel is underrated. It's oftentimes yeah, overlooked, and people, people shit on it, and they don't realize that Tiger Woods has made the game uh, very cool, and so with that comes making the clothes cooler and less... Less preppy, although there's a cool preppy style to it, but fucking cool golf clothes. You are Also, the... if you fly a lot, it's like formal-looking clothes that are very comfortable to wear, so you can wear it like on a flight or to a formal event, and right. you're, you're wearing like sweat clothes, but nobody knows. Like, you don't know mm. these khakis are dry fit. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. This is breathable. <laughs> you're one of the uh, only cool people who golfs, uh, I'm told. Is Who that, says that? that? And I, I'll take I it. I'll I, take it. No, I'll I just remember it. finding it. I think I saw you like on a golf thing, or maybe you tweeted out like a golf yeah, magazine. Me and Jay that you Larson. Were in. Yeah, me and Jay and Larson. I was like, wait, what? Oh yeah. yeah, did you ever do that tournament like with Thune? I did. I did. Yeah, his thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A buddy so of mine fun. got terribly drunk there, and all. Uh, oh, like yeah. all those guys were sending me photos. Uh, anyway, it was <laughs> it sounds like constant a good drinking for yeah. four straight hours while you're in the heat. <laughs> no, how how long have you been combo. golfing? You've been like a uh, lifelong. So I sort of played uh, very casually in college to just drink and hang out. I didn't really like it, but five years ago something really hit me. 
when I went to play par three and I have become obsessed every, ever since I used to hate it. I used to hate watching it. Now I watch it all the time. I love, uh, playing it. I love everything about it. I, I don't know where that comes from. I grew up playing sports and obviously like soccer and basketball, I just don't have the same like body that I used to have. Oh, <laughs> right, and then yeah. I found golf and I was like, ah, this kind of fills that void of wanting to play a sport where I also don't have to get a group of like ten people together right. to pull it off. Yeah, basketball shit together is enough. so brutal on your body. It <laughs> is, but you don't you don't realize it till now. Right. Now you're like, now. oh shit! Yeah. Oh, I could yeah. play for like days when I was a kid, and <laughs> now know. I'm like, oh my god! One time down the court, yeah. Um, you said that you don't know where it came from. It just hit you five years ago. Isn't that also when you became a dad? It Isn't is. Like- I, no joke. I It hit me three months <laughs> three months before my daughter was born, you and it has a been dad. a point of contention for me and my wife, yeah. for sure. Yeah. That's, that's how it's done. Oh, you you're going soccer? golfing again? We have a child to raise. Were you uh, saying I you played did. soccer? I did, oh, yeah. Really? I played since I was five years old, and I, uh, I played in college, and oh, I kind of oh, thought shit. I would try to go play at a higher level after college. I don't I don't really know what I mean by that because that's kind of when the MLS was really getting going and I don't yeah. know that I had what it would have, you know, USL then maybe. Yeah, I don't know that I had what it took, but I I was like, "Oh, maybe I'll go do that." And then I just I tried stand up and that that kind of diverted the whole what I had in my mind is like the plan, you know. It, oh, I was just man. like, "Oh, I want to do this." Yeah. Oh, wow. But well, I miss it. I miss it a lot. I, I love do it. Do you do you watch it? I watch it every now and then, but it's hard to watch because I want to play it uh, so badly. Oh, wow. You're like just like frothing. And they're like, yeah. come here. <laughs> yeah. Like I didn't really watch a lot of sports as a kid because then I'd be like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to go outside and shoot hoops or, or run around oh, or God. play. So oh, I'm like still kind of like that. Yeah. I'm still kind of <laughs> like that. Like when I watch soccer, I'm like, ah, it's, it's making me miss it. And it's kind of depressing. Do you watch <laughs> golf with a club in your hand? And you're like, every- uh, <laughs> I should. I should. <laughs> That's how you improve. My daughter and yeah, I, right? she'll sit and watch it with me now. It's kind of She watches golf with you? She'll sit and watch it wow. and ask me questions and I'll like I'm like, "Oh, maybe this is how it starts. Maybe I got to start gearing her towards letting me be her caddy when she's a pro golfer." Right. Yeah. Yeah, I want to get my kids into golf. That feels like a a good COVID good- safe yeah, safe COVID distance. safe. Exactly. They can do the backyard. Um, you know, they're not ripping balls into the, you know, <laughs> down the block. So, yeah. I'm sorry, right. It's true. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? I'll tell you, this is my personal myth. Uh, you don't you don't have to board in your, uh, you know, boarding group at the airport. Little little hush hush, and I'm only willing to okay. give this away now because no one's flying. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if ah. your ticket is on your phone, just go get on the fucking plane. They call first class. Walk up, say hi. You know, you scan your own thing. Just they see on the computer, but you're already checked in. Right. Now you're why they don't give a fuck. Now, if ten people in a row, they're like, "Hey, folks, folks, right, first right. class." Don't do the mic. Right, right. But if it's just you, they go, ah, you got me. They're almost proud of you. They're like, good for you. Get out. You deserve it. It's confidence. Yeah, yeah, just go, yeah. And also, just go sit in first class till someone kicks you out. No one will know. That's amazing. <laughs> I remember, like, I pull that when I know, I can look around and be like, okay, so bin space is at a premium based on looking at this gate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not right. gate checking my fucking bag because I'm going to Burbank where I can just roll off the fucking plane and yes. walk home. And so, like, I'm the, you, 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 you got me fucked up if you think I'm checking it. So that's 
that's yeah. when I will jump groups just so I can get to that bin space ahead of time. Yeah. And I remember my partner, Her Majesty, she'll be like, but we're group four. I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. I've got <laughs> fucking confidence. You're like, you got to quit confidence. sweating. You're yeah. fucking crying right Wipe now. It Stop. Wipe it off. Wipe it off. Wipe it off. Here we go. God. There's yes, blood. Group three. Group two. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Beep, beep. That is Just weird when you walk up down the jetway. like that. And you, yeah. you also put Hi. on a fake mustache on a yeah, top hat. To, <laughs> to you board. have a monocle, sir? That's right. So clearly I'm in first class. I can afford a monocle, which is, you know, less expensive than a pair of glasses. <laughs> um, I do not. I lack the confidence to do that. Uh, oh, didn't we ha- run? I felt like we had this moment when we were on tour, Jack, where I was like, bro, I think I'm going to try and get in early. And I like I felt like it was you, me, and Anna. We were like, I don't know, like maybe we do, maybe we don't. I feel like Anna and I were just fucking were just like, fuck it, we're we're on, like we're <laughs> yeah. doing this shit. And you're like, I don't know, guys, the rules. Uh, I gotta go to yeah. the bathroom. Uh, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Then you're gonna be you're gonna be in a group later than the one you actually were assigned to. Don't go yeah, to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I know. I just uh, yeah. better go back here. <laughs> if they uh, catch yeah. you and say something, you just go, oh my god, no, I would never. Okay, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. There's or no punishment. It reminds, actually, again, a callback to one of your jokes about the kid lying about whose dad was a cop. It's almost like Jack's fear is that the person at the gate is like the mom who comes <laughs> yeah, down. Where you're like, hey, I'm, I am group three. And they're like, you're fucking, no, you're fucking no, you're not. not. We've been following you for weeks. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. We've been monitoring you. Knowing <laughs> you try you to pull asshole. this shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, just in front of everyone. Okay, guys, we have an asshole here. Yeah, we'll check. we got a line Ryan. cutter. We got a <laughs> line cutter. Sir, will you walk away with the agents, please? Uh, they have some questions to ask you. That's how I picture it happening. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about some depressing news. And we're back, uh, and Bob Woodward is back. I actually, I think I read his... What was his first Trump book? Fear? Was that yeah, that was the I one about like the rise of Trump? Um, that was pretty it was page turning and uh thoroughly just depressing, enraging, all all the things I think I was looking for going into that book. I wasn't <laughs> wasn't looking for a reassuring read. Um, but he has a new book coming out, right? Uh scheduled for right before the election, uh, in which he had a conversation with Donald Trump earlier in the year and Trump was like, you know, basically saying the things we all knew uh, that we assumed he knew, but yeah, basically he wanted to play it down. Yeah. That's an idea. So it's worse than you think, Bob. It's, it's not just the old people. It's the young people too. It's intentionally, I'm intentionally, he basically said he's intentionally downplaying it because he doesn't want to cause a panic. But yeah, I, let's just play the clip because there's like yeah, one yeah. moment where you're like, dude, tr- you're literally trusting a guy who's writing, a, I, like, who's writing books about it. This one's called Rage. And he's like, but, yeah, let's get this on wax, man. But someone who famously outs these people. <laughs> <laughs> who has already done it to yeah, you. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's oh, Bob. Um, Okay, so yeah, this is this is where like Bob Woodward oh. is kind of like, so what's going on? Like, how, what caused you to pivot? A moment of talking to somebody, going through this with Fauci or somebody who kind of uh, it caused a pivot in your mind because it's clear just from what's in on the public record that you went through a pivot on this to oh my God, the gravity is uh, almost 
inexplicable and unexplainable. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you, sure, I want you to. I be. wanted to. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing uh, it down. Yes, I because like. I don't want to create a panic. Oh my God! Cut to nearly two hundred thousand people dead. You know, and that's how. How do you? What part of your brain is like? This is the answer to tell to this person. Because honestly, I thought Bob Woodward was lying until you played that clip. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, Bob, no, who, why would anyone believe this fucking lie? <laughs> yeah, my. God. I think there's, I think there's a desperation. Like part of Trump's DNA is like you know the hole that he's trying to fill with other people's approval, and there's just like a knee jerk aspect to his. You know, he knows Bob Woodward is famous. Uh, and he <laughs> is like, I want to impress famous guy. I want to yeah, be like I'll cool, and so I'm gonna tell him like a cool thing I'm doing. Um, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's kind of the the thing that makes him want power coming into conflict with the thing that makes him just a desperately unhappy pathological narcissist. Good lord. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sure they're. I, I don't know what right wing Twitter is doing with this yet to be like, uh, he didn't say that, or however they're going to try and spin that. I think there was like uh, Kaylee McEnany was sort of like, he never downplayed it when someone asked him about it. Like, what? yeah, it's, yeah. But that's just that's where we're at. Where I'm like, I, you know, even when these things come out, it's like for people who see this administration for what it is, you're just like, yeah, of course, this is I know, I know. behaving, and like, yeah. do I need this confirmation? It's like, yeah, it almost makes it doubly frustrating because it's so clear and it's unequivocal like this this is what he's saying yet everyone is just i mean for his supporters it's just they there's that cognitive it's, dissonance but it's it's yeah, exactly it's this inability to just read that someone is bullshitting you it's truly kind of crazy to me because like whenever i've been bullshitted or lied to or conned that person did a great job <laughs> Right. But this right. this one is so <laughs> clear. It's so yeah. obvious that it makes me think I'm going crazy when right. someone is like cheer especially someone of like low income is like cheering him on. I'm like, do you not know what the yeah. game is here? Like it it have you not ever looked into politics your whole life to know what the the game is and to see how he's playing you? Yeah. It's but it's the fact that we're infuriated that they like like that's the thing like the the oh, fact yeah. that we're confused and annoyed and like what the f they're like haha nice yeah got well, you yeah. again libs well, a yeah. world where like cis het christian white people are at like are the apex predators of this like ecosystem like they, they don't care what the president does they're like yeah. just 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 maintain this system like yes. that's yeah. all i don't care if it burns yeah. the fuck up I don't care because I'm not even engaged enough in politics. What I do know is I've been fed a diet of people who look like me are on top and everyone right. else works for me. And I don't know. And if they get loud, I can just tell them to shut up or call it. Yes. On them. Yeah. You know, and right. that's really that's like they're that's I mean, every day we just they reveal their values more and more because like, oh, OK, so it's clearly not honesty. It's clearly yeah. not having a president yeah. who is a leader. Anything. it's like, yeah. oh, it's purely for the pain. That's, and it that's has all. been four years of so many different platforms you can pick to be on the right side of history. <laughs> and like, right. right. So people are like, I'm going to get it wrong every single time. You're like, this isn't even like, hey, just one topic you got wrong. But to get like 10 topics wrong, kind yeah. of in one year, almost yeah. in one yeah. year. They're like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying yeah. to be right. No, no, no. I just, I'm it's just true. trying to maintain my toxic worldview. That's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's also, you know, some of the other reveals in the book. Mattis, uh, which I think we all knew he was like somewhat critical of uh, Trump, but he's basically saying he's not he's unfit to lead and recalling a statement from Trump where he said, my fucking generals are a bunch of pussies. And then uh, Republican director of national intelligence, Dan Coats, like doesn't want to believe he's like, I know it's bad. I know I really shouldn't think this as his director of national intelligence, but I can't shake the feeling that Putin has something on him. I know it sounds weird. I know it's doesn't like, sound weird at all. <laughs> right. But he's just like, I can't I, I don't want to believe this, but like everything he does is just like he right. just can't. And even put the things it down. he does. What's your position again, Dan Coates? Oh, I'm the director of national intelligence. Okay, right. so you might have heard some other it's not just your feeling. You might be right. drawing yeah, from some, multiple data sets. You've got some concrete <laughs> stuff you can touch with your hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking at the compromat right here. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I think there was like another thing about how he was talking about how he had like a secret nuclear arsenal that no one had ever seen too. Whereas like I've got stuff Kim Jong Un doesn't even know about Xi or Putin. It's really cool stuff. They don't even know. They'll never know. That and just that all kind of luster. Yeah, that, well, I, we mean, all I have, doubt yeah. it based on the fact that we're all confused and flummoxed at those flying Tic Tac videos that like those Navy air flares, Navy pilots shot. <laughs> like, yeah. nah, I think someone else might, if anyone has something we've never seen, it might be another country. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I don't know. However we oh, he's definitely making it up, but it's just funny that having oh, yeah. the most powerful and deadly military in the history of the human species, like is not enough for him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but then there's also like this one that uh, I, yeah. I have hidden up in uh, Canada. Who uh, think, really, yeah. I've got, yeah, I've exactly your fake summer fake girlfriend, girlfriend from camp. Yeah, exactly, it's your nuclear summer arsenal. Friend of nuclear arsenal. My, my secret arsenal is tubepornstars.com. <laughs> Folks, I just invested this morning. Give it a look. Give it Give a it gander. A yeah. Pretty good UX UI experience, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Quick update the sky is. Like dark orange now. Jesus um, Christ! Of all the images, the one of the UPS truck, I think, which is just I think a random like social media image, but yeah. uh, it's getting placed <clears throat> everywhere. Whoever. What time is this photo? Noon. No. Where? Yeah. On In... Mars. <laughs> Noon on Mars. It's <laughs> on the red. So planet. it's a UPS truck, and the reason it's so striking is because there's like you can see the light inside the UPS truck so you can like see that the color scheme inside the UPS truck is like what it normally would be it's uh white and yeah. white light and then all around it looks like mars like shot through an oh. orange instagram filter there are a bunch of memes where they're using the UPS logo and making it upside down like yeah. the upside down cuz it really is of course awesome. yeah just dark kudos to Kudos to this employee for still clocking in. If, if ever there's a day, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna let those packages yeah, pile. Call up. your manager. What's going on, yeah. Rory? What do you? What, what do you uh, well, uh, I just I've never <laughs> seen the sky so red, and I just feel like that's a sign. <laughs> you want to scare the little red sky? Come it's on. Just, it's just there's ash. There's a lot of ash, <laughs> and it's hot. It's rare. It's it's like 118 degrees, Surreal. which has never uh, happened. The picture right. is from Raven Rosie on Reddit. <laughs> All right. So that's, what? what uh, but where, I hope they uh, win a Pulitzer. Is this in uh, California? I think it was in Oregon, actually. 
Yeah, oh, thank God. <laughs> I think I think it doesn't affect us if it's, if it's somewhere else. Well, I mean, oh, the good. Bay Area they, looks... They'll deal the with Bay Mars Area level. does not look great either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Like, the photos from this morning out there where it's like, it's 9 a.m. And the sky was just like, you know, it's very all the, dark orange. And and it's, I mean, maybe this is a dumb question. It's all the fires, right? It's the what, what's yeah. happening off of the smoke. and I think it's the America's abandoning of Christ. You know what? And you know, I didn't want to say it until I I saw that I had Christian support on the show. And now I I also think that and have thought that. I've like looked at looking at the sun in the morning is pretty like it's it's scary. Dark orange. Yeah. It's really. And you can also like kind of look at it because, you know, on an ordinary day, you can't even put your eyes up there. But because there's so much smoke (laughs) kind of filtering. (laughs) <laughs> the safety of your retinas you can actually it, look right. at in my sun. mind jack you just get up every morning no matter what and you go out yeah, to look at that just, morning sun straight <laughs> on you're like oh, there it is oh, there oh. she is old beautiful <laughs> that all you got <laughs> <laughs> fuck you your neighbors are like he's just he's <laughs> yeah, not he's well who again. is he talking to i guess the sun <laughs> that's the sun i guess he had a weird high His school sun? experience no, no the sun the star Oh, oh. just badly sunburnt. Like the sun is kicking your my eye, ass. Your eyes, <laughs> your eyes are not white. Won't admit it. <laughs> your eyes are not white. Just They're crispy. Like, yeah, all kinds not of sunspots on them. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't, sir. So let, let's talk about this person who has beat cancer three times, called her GOP, what is it, governor? Senator. Senator. Senator yep. Tom, Tom Tillis. Tillis in North Carolina. Tommy oh, yeah. T. Oh, yeah. Tommy T. She was basically asking, you know, she was concerned about her inability to pay for health care. Yeah. She's like, hey, I've I beat cancer three fucking times in 20 years. So I kind of know what's up with the medical system yeah. here. I know what the bills are going to look like. Yeah. So when my so when her husband was furloughed, she was like, well, that could fuck up my access to health care. Yep. She did like what anyone does. I'm going to call my representatives in government and see what they are doing to protect me, the constituent, from going bankrupt from medical costs. Because as we all know, it's a thing here. It's uh, You have to be able to afford to live, like to actually be alive in this country, because that's how fucked up uh, and you know soulless our medical system is. So yes. when she, mm. she finally got to his office, she kept like getting in contact with one of his staffers in D.C., and I'll just let this news clip, you know, I'll just play it out. But she basically started recording her interactions because she couldn't believe what she was hearing. She started calling her lawmakers for guidance and came across a Washington, D.C. staffer for Senator Tom Tillis. Frustrated by the lack of empathy, Veals started recording. You're saying that if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, you don't you don't get to have it. And that includes health care. I want to go to the store and buy a new dress shirt. If I can't afford that dress shirt, I don't get to get it. But health care is something that people need, especially if they have cancer. Well, you got to find a way to get it. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll find a way to get it. Uh-huh. Also, Tom is spelled T-H-O-M, if anyone thought things couldn't get any worse. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> Old Tom, uh, I don't know. I mean, so his staff or his office was like, they will be disciplined immediately. But then they also went on like the most GOP predictable and sad response, just skirting the issue of what this person would like the heart of the matter, which is like, Mm. I wasn't treated with dignity as a human being who is one of your constituents and is concerned about their 
Like, this is an existential issue I'm facing. Yes. Their office goes, quote, Senator Tillis believes it's crucial we protect the health and safety of North Carolinians throughout this pandemic, which is why he has supported the administration's effort to require all Americans, regardless of their insurance status, to be able to receive treatment if they get COVID-19. Senator Tillis has also been pushing uh, to guarantee that all Americans with pre-existing conditions can get affordable health care. That, uh-huh, but when you were like Zero. in the... When you're working in the state government of North Carolina, he was also one of the people who was blocking the expansion of Medicaid uh, and getting more people expanding Medicaid under Obamacare. So it's just like this whole thing where, you know, Tom Tillis isn't willing to say it, but I guess his staffers, they all know what time it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, So but it was just it's it's just really fucked up, though, when you you know, like we know that's how the system works. But to think of. When you have these, again, this is like probably just like police brutality, right? These are only instances that are recorded because I'm right, sure there course, are plenty yeah. of people have recorded conversations with an insurance provider, healthcare provider, employer, whatever pertaining to this. It would be something like, well, I don't know. If you want to buy that thing in the catalog, you better scrounge up enough nickels so you can get that <laughs> RC car. It's like, that's right. not what, what? You're, and like, that that's something you, you explain to a child about like, like responsibility and, and doing like right. sure. lemonade that's, stands. That's the, yeah, you, well, you have a lemonade stand, so you can <laughs> right. buy stuff. But to an adult who survived cancer yeah. three times, and it's about healthcare and access to just staying alive. Yeah, she just happened to get through to a staffer who was frustrated enough about not being able to buy the shirt he wanted at Joseph A. <laughs> Bank to, to tell her the truth. <laughs> Joseph A. Bank? I mean, it's just yeah, like when I try and go out and buy my dress yeah. shirts, you know? It was not a hypothetical. Like, that like was a well, very on, real <laughs> experience well, for that where, man. Where, where, where did you want to go? Is it like Barney's or something? Oh, no, Joseph A. Bank. They have a great sale. You get yes. three dress shirts for $17. Dress well, shirt uh, is so funny. Man. It's big like, well, tall. Honestly. I'm not exactly big and I'm not exactly tall, but I'm right on the cusp of it. So I, I try to go there to get a lot of my shirts. Um, I, I feel like on that end, she's like, well, I'm start- you as a staffer deserve to at least be able to afford Joseph A. Bank dress shirts. And then like that radicalizes. He's it. like, right? You know, yeah. what? You know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, download all the works of Trotsky. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, how to run for president? <laughs> <laughs> this woman got me to see the light. But yeah, yeah this is such a, it really is a, a just dark, dark chapter, too. Uh, and on top of this, that they're just pointing to the fact that their sort of little shred of humanity was that, like, well, if you got COVID, we'd. Race right. for some yeah. of that. Can you go get that? If you go get that, <laughs> we might try to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, try to get that. Yeah, why don't you work on that? Go and to one of these kind of what's in fashion right now. So if you can, yeah. you can it, maybe yeah. get that. But that's if you how they're getting, talking. If We're you joking, could go to college, but... you could get COVID. But I can't afford college. <laughs> well, look, if you can't afford a shirt, then you can't. Now it's a college. <laughs> it's literally education, Medicare. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark, dark, dark moments. But mm. uh, yeah, Tom Tillis, uh, there he is. Thumb. Showing everybody what is going Thumb. on. Thumb-y what T. a fancy uh, senator office or senate administration where Thom and dress shirts uh, yeah. both. Do you think very... he's just like ripping his staffers for having bunk ass dress shirts? Like that's why he'd wrench in that? <laughs> right, right. He's like, look, man, if I could yeah. wear the dress shirts Tom liked, I'd wear those too. And I wouldn't go home <laughs> crying every day. But yeah. I can't. So we're going to have to, we're, we're kind of dealing with our yeah. own problems, aren't we? I'm a staffer. (laughs) Right. Uh, All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. 
And we're back. And Halloween is coming up. Uh, it'll be it'll be here before we realize it, guys. Uh, and we're all gonna just be staying home, listening to the Monster Mash. Apparently, <laughs> I got no issue with this. I'm gonna be yeah. Here. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I mean, you both for both of y'all being parents, what how are you gonna make it feel? You're just gonna be like, look, dude, I I bought all that candy from their supermarket. That's just yours. Go on, I, go off. Look, you can have my car for the night. Um no, we're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're gonna I said this to my wife today. Uh I said, uh, you know, I think we do the costume. Let's do it up. I was like, let's all do it up. I was like, but also, you know, kind of behind her back let's set up a little path that she can walk so it's kind of like you know a haunted house on the property uh as i was telling you we'll have two tenants in the back who i know are you know they're equally youthful they would also be like yeah let's make it this badass thing for this one kid and then you go hey you know remember we we didn't we didn't just do do nothing i mean i i I could go on forever about this, but having a kid and having to adjust to pandemic style stuff, I I will say just having one kid, we give her so much attention. We try to fill that void of things. So while yes, Halloween, you want to get with your friends and do all these things. We look at her and we go, Hey, we don't know when Halloween is back, but there is a chance. It's maybe just this one time we got to do this other thing. But what if this other thing is also really fun and we watch movies and shit like that. House Halloween. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You get it. Exactly. You get it, dude. <laughs> but if Jack, your kids got <laughs> costumes and stuff, are they just gonna walk around the house? What are you gonna do? Nah, canceled. Canceled. <laughs> it. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. We're gonna burn the costumes and a pyre in the back. <laughs> you know, there's also the route of like, you know, kids don't have calendars. They don't fucking know what Halloween is. <laughs> so every time they come, <laughs> what are you talking about? Halloween. Nah, yeah. just gaslight them into thinking they made that up. Oh, that Halloween. Oh, my God. That's so far from now. That was like yesterday <laughs> we had Halloween. Okay, okay then right. Copernicus, tell me what day it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then why don't you tell me what it is? <laughs> Daddy, I'm so Get sorry. Get your sundial out. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, I'm sorry. Do you want another drink? Yes. <laughs> that yeah, day this... with the sky was orange that was halloween you just yeah, missed it dude. yeah you slept it. right through it Ugh. yeah i told you to wake up <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the city just have, but this is la specific you know garcetti our wonderful mayor who can't mm. do a single thing mm. right uh yeah. but this thing he just he's out here saying look, look there's no parties we can't do halloween the official restrictions are this in la no door-to-door trick-or-treating. So they're saying, yeah, there's no way people are crowding the streets. You don't know what the fuck's going on. We can't do that. No trunk-or-treating either. No, uh, I didn't know that was a thing. He knows, uh, all, he's, he knows all the little alleyways. Yeah. Little... <laughs> I mean, that would be a little weird where like everybody pops their trunk and it's just like a free-for-all. I would be like, yeah. that's a... Interesting, <laughs> interesting that you would cancel the one event where everyone will definitely be in a mask. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, then there's like saying no parties, obviously, because the... People, the LA already has a terrible Not house party problem. Not even outdoors. So don't yeah. try that shit. No yeah. carnivals, festivals, live entertainment, haunted houses. Uh, they haven't said like what the violation, like what happens if you violate. Um, but they're saying the things that they are okay with 
online Suck. parties prayer, <laughs> prayer circle <laughs> praying for the salvation virtual? of the city I, this circle. is honestly an attack on on fucking satan is what it is because ah. everyone's still allowed to go to church you can do all these things but here it is the devil's christmas and there no one is allowed to get together and fucking hang out and <laughs> exchange candy and wear masks and and have also, it's a testament to how hard Garcetti usually goes on Halloween. The fact that he's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no car uh, parades. It's like, no one's doing that. No, yeah. well, we do it in my neighborhood every year, and I love it. No I like orgies where you and your friends dress up as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. None of those. No. Like, Eric, Jesus Christ. What? what? No, Eric, master kinda... spl- no group master splintering. Yeah. What? The... <laughs> yeah, you need to put the cards back closer to the chest. You're kind of showing a little too much. Hey, Jerry Falwell Jr., come on, man. <laughs> Let everybody know what's going on. No way. Uh, the, the thing that he's like this... Uh, Think of the car parades. Like, like, I like how this article goes on. For example, a car parade with people dressing in costume or decorating their vehicles and driving by socially distanced judges. That's so specific. That is too specific. That's too that specific. Is, that is a, a party planner got involved there or somebody like that. I actually did this for Easter with my kids to, like, we drove around in a car that has, Just cursing like, at people going to church? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> That's right. It's not going to help. It won't help. <laughs> You're all going to die. If he's back, yeah. then where is he? If he's How back, then where is he? We're not already in hell, huh? Uh, yeah. You don't know. This could be purgatory. Um, but it is weird. Uh, it's a it's a strange thing where the kids are like, I can't see anything. I can't see the other cars. Um, so it would be better if you were the judge or if the kids got to judge the cars. But, yeah, uh, I think what would be yeah. cool is like you had like groups of adults who just did like flash mobs in the street, and the kids come out and they're like, okay, that group of drunk guys wasn't the funniest or the best <laughs> uh, but they were scary yeah. <laughs> i don't know like a way to be like you know some entertainers get out there and you be like watch from your windows but <laughs> I, I say that like as if i would ever want to do that or i would even be excited to see that i'd be I like know, oh I god know. what is what are yeah, you doing? some of these things he said we can't do i'm like yeah that's great i don't give a shit and, I, <laughs> and you know what i don't want other people doing it either <laughs> but the halloween movie nights at a drive-in theater i feel like is probably the most like seemingly safe thing that still feels like a thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I still haven't gone to a drive-in. Have you guys? I have not. No, I would. I'm not against it. Like yeah. I said, I'm very lazy, but I would do that. I think that's cool. We just have to drive kind of further out though. You know, like right. kind of in the it's San Gabriel Valley out. or like deeper Valley places. So yeah. Uh, you know, just maybe just, you know, buy one of those inflatable screens or something. Just get a projector. Inflatable screens. Yeah, like those big inflatable screens. I don't look. I'm I'm Sky just thinking, Mall. I'm you doing some Sky Mall purchases. Hamaker <laughs> Schlemmer, boy. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Hamaker Schlemmer. What's the emphasis on that? I think I, I, it's, I think it's uh, choose your own adventure on where the emphasis goes. <laughs> I heard they were they were in really bad shape. Who's that? Hamaker Schlemmer. Hamaker Schlemmer. Whatever. Mm. However. Hamaker Schlemmer. Is yeah. how I pronounce it. <laughs> the wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? What happened? It's my finishing uh, move. Yeah. The Haymaker Slammer. Um, <laughs> He's got Hacksaw Duggan against the ropes. Haymaker <laughs> Slammer. <laughs> Here comes Haymaker Slammer. Uh, let's talk about Borat. So apparently, based on the reports coming out of Tinseltown, I'm glad uh-huh. you uh, 
<laughs> opened the story with that, Miles. I like uh, <laughs> like, like it's old timey. Like, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen uh, has maybe already shot and edited a Borat sequel. Yeah. Might just drop it on us like it's a Beyonce album oh, out of the I like blue. That. It's I didn't know. Like I saw like a graphic today on Reddit that was showing uh, like a graph of people who sued the Borat first movie. Like oh. the amount they were suing for and the amount they received in the settlement. And it was kind of an interesting graph to see like what people were trying to get out of them. But and I was like, wait, what's going on? Why is Borat popping up? And then you read uh, in one of these magazines, they're saying that, uh, you know, what like there's a film. It's been shot. It's been screened to some people already. Uh, and like the plot, though, they're like they don't really know or it's very nebulous at the moment. But one of the things they do know is, quote, Borat is no longer the little known Kazakh TV personality he played in the original 2006 movie. The public knows who he is now. So he has to go undercover to interview people. Mm. So this may be the thing where like people have seen him in the costume and people have seen Sasha Baron Cohen doing stuff. Like, yeah. you know, he he had that, like, weird, like, troll move at that far right rally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think a lot of people are like, oh, shit, was this stuff for the Borat movie where he... So they're saying it's kind of getting meta where it's like, like, Sasha Baron Cohen playing Borat who's trying to play Sasha Baron Cohen. It's a... Uh, I don't uh, know. It could go off the rails. I don't know. But I have a... It's just like kind of a... As I think about it, I'm like, do I want this right now or am i gonna get really bummed out like what i'm curious what the effect is of like sasha baron cohen like unmasking just like the ugliest parts of like the country is gonna feel like but yeah yeah well you you I, I, here's why i like it <laughs> the question no one asked um <laughs> i i like it because unmasking those those the the that evil it's mm -hmm. that i mean that's what it is the the yeah. some of these like evils you want to show it because you want those people who and i don't know how you can be on a fence but those people who are on a fence you want hey do, do you think you relate to this type of society because if you think that's wild just know you seemingly are supporting it so maybe come to this other side of the fence Maybe just for the next four years, do everybody a solid <laughs> just for this this November. Right. I, I doubt it'll be out that soon, but or maybe it is. I don't know. Does it say that it's like that? It's un still still details are murky, but yeah. mm. it's it's already in the can. So right. it'll be yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. Because I didn't watch much of the Who Is America thing the that show, he did, yeah. mostly because I don't have whichever Showtime. Showtime, right? I think it was on. Yeah. So yeah. I saw some of the clips. <laughs> I'm now like three shows in where that that are making me think I need to get Showtime because apparently uh, that Kristen Dunst show like so on being good. a god in Northern Florida or whatever Central Florida love it Central Florida so I good. hear it's amazing now, I love it so that's the latest one so what's it called uh, on becoming a god in Central Florida. Oh shit! Okay, dark comedy, and I and she is just incredible. She's yeah, she's awesome. I but I I recommend it. I think it's oh, great. Oh damn! All right. Yeah. How much does it cost though? Eight hundred a month. Split a login. Yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd be down for sure. All right. Um, we'll keep that offline. Yeah, yeah. Edit that out. And <laughs> keep that in. <laughs> Maybe Showtime will give us a sponsorship now. All right, we're we're going to be striminal Showtime. Here's your warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got some striminals in the making. They got the uh, Jesus Amaro show too. They got the uh, oh yeah, yeah. I watch all the YouTube clips. 
Right. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, I guess I could pay. But then, but then there's there's ways to see it. You know, shout out to Reddit. You know, there's always Are you guys ways to watching watch the, the Vow? Sorry to throw that in, but which one's the Vow on HBO Nexium? Max? Nexium. Oh, Yikes. no. I can only imagine. I was like the 2012 movie with Rachel McAdams and Channing Tatum. <laughs> yes, uh, that, the vow? it's finally <laughs> streaming. <laughs> I mean, Paige and Leo, what an on-screen couple! I feel like we should talk about them more. But no, I haven't seen that. I just watched the Adventure Park one or okay. Class Action Park action yeah. that, oh, in yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of interesting because I it was like one of those cult things that the internet was obsessed with. But like, actually. Hearing all those people talk about it, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. But it, like, I, I heard it suffers from a lack of footage. Like, there weren't a lot of people around uh, filming people, like, no. flying off of uh, rides and shit. Um, no, it's, there's a lot of diagrams where there's, like, a loop-de-loop, and, like, yeah. they're trying to get someone to go through, and, like, it, just the way the owner's like, I'll give you 100 bucks in 1980s, like, a $100 bill in 1980. To fucking break your body in this thing, so we can figure out how to like retinker some things, so people don't get killed in it. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, yeah. But Good Nexium, the Nexium show, like, isn't wasn't like one of the people who was in the cult, like, also making a documentary film about it or something? Yes, which yeah. I was like, which which all kind of gets explained out, but it really was. It was. It's it's how a lot of things start, where it's like, oh, this is beneficial and helpful to people, and it brings a community together. And even though when I watch it, I go, oh, this that's not for me because I don't. That's not the social group setting I'm into. To me, it's always a little too cheesy. Right, it seems right. a little like like fabricated uh positivity you know right. yeah as yeah. opposed to hey, gaining welcome. positivity from you know actual hardship self-awareness yeah i don't want to critique like, it but then it it layered in so the the guy you know the 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 people that have all the footage and stuff and a lot of people who were in nexium it's not like everyone is like guilty of this thing it's like a lot of people that were sort of a part of this organization that were unaware there was like another layer to it of things uh going on which come, you you really like, re- even people that were in the thing that was going on seemingly unaware of the next thing that was going on it's like very bizarre in a, like a believable way or like a very like you, believable way oh, where wow. you you're you you connect with them and you go oh i mean i guess if you you know in some ways you know i know it's so the drink the kool-aid as a phrase but right. you, if you drink the kool-aid and you go far enough you kind of start you have the blinders on yeah. to some things that maybe should be red flags, but you actually don't see them. You've retrained your brain to think, well, no, that wouldn't be bad because I'm in that group and I'm not a bad person. Right, right. right. And it's the sunk cost fallacy of like believing that, well, I've already spent all this time doing this. <laughs> yeah, so I might as I well. Yeah, I might as well just keep going with it, even though it's like, oh, you're now. At least like Scientology. I hate that that would probably be me. Yeah, me too. I (laughs) I notice myself doing that shit all the time. You just get so deep into Scientology. You're like, oh, if I make Thetan, I could be just... I've been here for so long. I might as well see it through. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I want to learn the secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they announced new uh, Oscar diversity requirements or new Academy diversity requirements, which um, there's like... Okay, so there's four... You need to to be eligible for Best Picture starting in 2024. A film must meet two out of these four standards. On-screen representation, themes, and narratives. 
B, creative leadership and project teams. C, industry access and opportunities. D, audience development. It just seems very like nebulous. Um, what is obviously, audience development? Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's like mar- on the marketing team has to be diverse. I think oh. is so. Oh, okay. Like all the mo- any movie from the past would have hit this from the past couple of years would have hit this because of like like even the Irishman uh, had like Netflix's super diverse marketing department and. Uh, two women executives who were on the team. So it's just seems like it's going to be very easy for people to kind of get around this. Like the thing that whenever you just make it boxes to tick, it's never going to bring about meaningful change because then it just becomes like, it's like, well, you got to get your oil change or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there has to be this action. People have to embrace the idea of what you're doing with inclusion and representation. It's not just like, well, I got to do that if I want Academy Awards. So I guess we'll do like, just yeah. embrace it and think of the you know the people who have the power to make these films. You know you can do it. You can actually do a world of good and make some money at the same time. Uh, yeah. Just with the people you employ and the stories you want to tell. The thing we've seen work uh, a little bit so far is like making the voting body more diverse. They've just like haven't really gone that far. It's still like sixty-seven percent male, eighty-one percent white. So. Like once they and even then, like we're seeing more diverse movies like Parasite and Moonlight win. Like once they go the full way with actually making the Academy more diverse, like you, I feel like you wouldn't need all these boxes to check. I I it, I, I I was just uh, the stuff with the the outrage. <laughs> that's yeah, the outrage. It's it's, it's so, always from the exact people you think uh, that it will be from, and it's. Always those people who do not have a dog in the fight. Yes. <laughs> like they're well, like, who's Whoa, shooting off at like, the mouth now. Kirstie yeah, like, Alley imagine and me Dean being King. like, wait, it shouldn't be that way. And people going, well, who who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> uh, like, our writer, Jay McNabb, pointed out that Dean Kane is. Uh, is upset despite the fact that the rules don't take in effect until uh, 2024. So they shouldn't hurt the chances of his new movie. Agent Toby Barks, exactly. uh, <laughs> which is about Wait, uh, the the the, the, uh, the tagline for Agent Toby Barks is fight crime, catch bad guys, get belly rubbed, and yeah. dude with uh, the voice of John Lovitz as the dog. You bet. Um, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Dean Kane being like, "Whoa!" It's like, what is your? I mean. I think someone like Dean Cain go, and this is where the, to me, the racial part of it comes in. You're almost like, well, now the movies won't be any good. It's like, think about what you're saying. Because <laughs> if Kane. you tweet anger about this, what is it? Are you saying, yeah, but I won't get work? You're Dean Cain. Right. No one right. gives a fuck. Yeah. Look right. at the fucking movie. You're, get, you're getting, I don't even know how you're getting that work, but you are getting work. He's right. still coasting off Lois and Clark. Right. Yes, you know what I mean, and he's like, still like, bro, th- you that show ended in '97, so yes. fall the fuck back, like, dude. But what? But, but but all industries, for the most part, there is a there is a level of uh, inclusion that is demanded in a lot of different industries of work. The yes. fact that it's happening in this one, it, it's like, what? Have you not seen when you are inclusive, how much better things can be? Yes. So what? What is your outlook? And if it's right. Dean Kane, it's like, well, I won't get work. It's like, you're not, but you're not right. already. Yeah. So. so then what is your problem? And to me, it's like immediately to like, 
well, then uh, it's no one should just get to be in stuff. Yeah, well, they're not. No one's getting to. That's the problem. Yeah. That's why it's happening because no one's getting to be in stuff. <laughs> right. Oh, it's so, uh, Kirstie so... Alley is. Uh, What's she like, saying? She said, uh, "Well, what if they told Picasso what he had to paint? Oh, had to paint pictures of." Up. Um, Can she so... prove that they didn't? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, on, honestly, we talk about all his young girlfriends. You know, right. when we talk about Pablo Picasso. Can she prove like, that someone who gave him money to buy paint wasn't standing there going, "It's got to be a fucked up face, dude," or I can't work with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Let me see what you did with the last time you bought paint from me." What the fuck yeah. is this photorealism? This is, this you is, asshole! You're fucking up my life, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Kirsty, oh man! I mean, <laughs> God, to think she's like, what is she mad her. about? What is she mad about? Because there's, there won't be any more "Look Who's Talking" sequels. But she I think just... there is. I think there is one. Yeah, there are too many. Right? <laughs> it's like one involving like ants now. Like they're like, we don't want to deal with her anymore. How far away can we get from How? like the original yeah. plot? How far can we be? No, 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 no. Seriously, look who's talking. <laughs> look. <laughs> Bacteria! <laughs> Holy shit, look! <laughs> They're COVID. signing with their COVID flagellum. COVID has a voice. <laughs> COVID, yeah. That, that would be... <laughs> and it's still voiced by Bruce Willis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis, what... His career... Some, somebody was recently commenting on his career. I, like, he's... It, it's been a while. It's been a while for Bruce. Like, he's, he's been in, in a lot of shit. He keeps going. Yeah, he keeps going, but, like, he's kind of gone down the path of Steven Seagal where he's like in a he's in a hundred movies every year that I've never heard of that yeah. uh are just like action movies where he's just kind of trading in trading on you know, uh, it's an, John McClane. I think it's unfortunate to well I, I who knows maybe he loves doing that and they pay him enough so it's like ah who fucking cares. But right. he he I I didn't really like Moonrise Kingdom, but he was fucking great in it like yeah. i think he's actually a really good comedic actor he might be very difficult to work with so he's probably maybe fucked himself but right. he is like he is really good when he plays like a real character and it's usually comedic he usually nails it yeah but yeah you're right like, it's always like john mcclain like shades adjacent. of gray john mcclain <laughs> yeah <laughs> you think he's just like hooked on like production like that's what it is. Like he just loves. He's like that's based how on what his, the script is based on like the interviews he does around the release of movies. He hates production. Uh, he hates everything <laughs> about all of this, and yeah, is like shit. incensed that, that you're asking there you him go. a question. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. He hates all of it. What the yeah. fuck? What's the hook here, Bruce? Let us in. Um, Why are you doing all these movies? Some of the movies I mean, he's been in in the past year: Hard Kill, oh, Survive yeah. the Night, mm-hmm. Trauma Center. Ten minutes gone, motherless oh. Brooklyn. So that's something. Yeah. See, he, every now and then he like airstrike. It's like every, reprisal. It's like Nick Cage. Like every now and then, I think when a director says, "I'm going to give him no notes," you get Oscar Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then every now and then you're like, "Does he know how to act?" And you're like, "You know what? Honestly, when you're working that much, you're probably like, you know what? Fuck this one. I'll show up." And yeah. It's like, ooh, ooh, this one. I'm going to get fucking. <laughs> I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to do a lot of hallucinogens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, Michael Chiklis is in this one, 10 minutes gone, so it's just two bald guys scowling on the poster. Every poster I'm Works just looking on the me. IMD page, Bruce Willis just has to scowl in every poster. Like, it's never like a confused face or like neutral. So I was like, what the fuck? The it's Die Hard. Die Hard yeah. is what, 
what did it like he suddenly had to be i think that movie did so well he was like this is who i am you do see some actors they have that role that fucking explodes and then they just try to stay that person right i think with maybe you know what maybe that's america's fault he was uh, oh totally Boxing i think it's totally like i mean yeah. when you, look at, when you talk about kirstie alley like the thing that ha- she has gotten attention for in the past 10 20 years has always been you know coming out with hot takes that are pro scientology anti uh the mainstream media so i feel like with and with bruce willis it's all diehard stuff although i my theory is that he deeply resents uh the fact that he got famous for doing action movies Instead of for doing a uh, white guy blues, which was like his true passion, I remember uh, that. Yeah, when Bruno, um, Bruno, the oh. return of Bruno. Uh, you didn't even know he was missing, but now he's back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you know it's gonna be fresh <laughs> when you get something you didn't know was gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rory, it's been. A pleasure having you on the oh. Daily Zeitgeist, man. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? This was so fun. So thank you guys very much for having me on. Uh, Instagram and Twitter, I, I use them very sparsely, but if you are interested, at Rory Scovel. And then uh, I would say at Rory, uh, Rory Scovel for, for tour dates, but I don't know the next time those will be up there. So if you want more, yeah. uh, i got a podcast called Pim Pals and a podcast called Dads. Come on over and... Give us a give us a gander. Mm. Uh, and is there a tweet or some other work of social media or some person that you enjoy that you want to recommend? I gotta say, uh, do you guys follow Vic Berger on yeah. Instagram? I mean, the king, right? The best. I, I don't know that there is anything better that weirds me out and makes me cry laughing at the same time. Because I actually don't know how to even pull. The, I don't know what part of my brain gets tickled by that. But yeah, that dude it's is so the strange and surreal and like dark at the same time. Just like I, he, yeah, he's so good at finding those like little. It's like micro <laughs> gestures know. and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it really. And I good. just love that, like air, like the air horn that just goes off randomly, like works in a dead spot. <laughs> Gets me every time. It's been used a million times. Every yeah. single time, I'm like, yes, air horn. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to him. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Just Talking about 90 Day Fiance, hi. And also, I'm on Sophia Alexander's other podcast, Private Parts Unknown, uh, this week. So check me out over there, talking about all kinds of stuff. Racism, dating, orgasms, who knows? It's it's, it's a mixed bag over there on that show. So you get a little bit of everything. Um, So, some tweets that I like. Uh, One is from at user grandpa. uh, And the tweet is, imagine your car declines at the chiropractor. And they just choke slam you through a glass table. <laughs> That's I'm loving that. Uh, and then that another genre one. of tweet. Yeah, yeah, where your card decline. Yeah. Uh, and then another one at violin bug uh, just tweets. Oh, sorry, officer. I just thought I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> <laughs> Some tweets I've been enjoying. Let's see. Numbers comes full. Uh, pig pen and paper. Tweeted and drew a picture, uh, Baja Blast Sheep, have you any wool? And she drew a Baja Blast Sheep, uh, and it's pretty cool. I want to get it tattooed. <laughs> uh, Do you have space anymore? 
Yeah, I know. It's it's getting full. You have to cover that monster logo. Yeah. Also, Baja Blast Sheep is the same tune as a Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and the ABC song. Little thing you figure out when. Mind our new podcast, (laughs) (laughs) Katie Hannigan also tweeted, uh, men will soak a pan for 18 hours. Uh, (laughs) And that is very, very true. And I feel seen. Uh, (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on today? Oh, I I was just watching that movie uh, Desperado with Antonio Banderas. Uh, And there's like the the music direction in that film is great. Uh, but there's one track that I always remembered watching. I just never knew the name of the song, and now I know what it is. And it's called Manifold de Amor by the Latin Playboys. Uh, and it's just like a very, like, very slow-moving, somber, uh, like, Latin track. And when you hear, like, the actual vocal part go off, most people, like, if you're into, like, film scores and things that have been used in films, you'll probably recognize this. But either way, it's just a great vibe. Just kind of get your blood pressure down, heart rate down as you, you know, deal with the reality of a president who's playing down a pandemic. I prefer uh, the sequel Desperados with Nassim Pedrad, ah, uh, yes, directed yes. by James Cameron. Um, all right. Is it James Cameron, the comedy director? <laughs> no, it's an Aliens reference. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it. For this morning, we'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Bye.